As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom up, America. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Great day. Getting you ready for the NBA Finals. Got a little day baseball. Dan Beyer, top half past the hour, will give us all the scores as I believe the uh, Indians just plated another run. Play a little add-on baseball in Cleveland, taking on Byers Brewers, Rays and Nats, other day baseball games. We'll keep you updated here. We watch all sports. I'm like the only human on earth that is super fired up for June 15th because it's Portugal, Spain. It's like the second day of the World Cup. People are like, dude, America's not in it. Like, look, we weren't going to win it anyway. I hate to, hate, to, hate to be the bearer of bad tidings. We weren't going to win it anyway. This is like my team didn't get the NCAA tournament. Don't worry, you weren't going to win the NCAA tournament anyway. Portugal-Spain, that's a rivalry now. Big time. Anyway, that's June 15th. And, of course, we have 
the NBA Finals tonight, to which I don't believe the series is over yet. Yet. Can we talk about LeBron and the wandering eye of LeBron with teams and industry executives telling people that LeBron's coming to L.A.? Sure. Or Adrian Wojnarowski saying, hey, end of the season, LeBron, Paul George have to have a conversation about L.A. Sure. We can talk about those things. But those things don't happen until the series is over and it's not over. How do I know? Well, I did see Cleveland fall behind two games to none to the Boston Celtics, didn't I? That that happened? How long ago that happened? Two weeks ago? Right? J.R. Smith couldn't make a shot in Boston. Then he did at home. The Boston Celtics seemed incredibly dominant and then all of a sudden seemed feeble in comparison. Right? This did, that did happen. That was my life. I'm, I'm not remember, misremembering things like Brian Williams or conflating stories. No, that just happened. This series isn't over. Oh, look, we're going to talk about LeBron James' response to the reaction over the video from game one upcoming in the show. We are. Matt Moore is going to join us from uh, the Action Network. He, he's, he does a great job covering it. We'll ask him if he thinks this series is over. But you know when things are over, right? Like, you can feel when things are over between couples. It's just a feeling you have. And I'm not talking about the feeling you have when they, they've both filed for divorce. Like, yeah, obviously, she's dating other dudes. He's dating other girls. It's over, but there's sometimes a, there's sometimes a, an, an element to like, you know, when people are fired, when they're not on the email chain, right? When they stop being asked to show up for meetings, but I'm not in a, why, why am I not in a planning meeting? You guys didn't like, we're doing a planning meeting for the fall. You didn't include me. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can, yeah. Come on in, share your ideas. It's great. Right. You know that it's it's over. They bring in somebody who makes less money than you, younger than you. They give him all of your clients and they're like, no, 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 you're good. Ah, take the day off. You know what? Take the week off. I, I know we had big planning meetings next week. Just take that week off, too. It's over. You just didn't know it's over. Some people feel that way about the series. I don't. Do you know how you know when it's over in sports? Ramos, you want to take a guess? I was going to say when the fat lady sings, but that's more of a baseball. <laughs> it, it is not over till the fat lady sings. That's right. Sure. Um, I think when the home team loses uh, at home. Yes, which is the the ultimate uh, uh, not mis- misconception or it's the opposite of what people of the of the cliche expression about NBA playoffs, which is when it. The series doesn't begin until the road team wins a game. Actually, the series ends if the road team wins a game in this series, right? The series isn't over until the Cavs try and start fights, which they kind of sort of tinkered with the idea of doing in game one, right? There was a little bit of that. Tristan Thompson, don't take a jump shot at the end of game. Like, what, what, is, what is Sean Livingston supposed to do? And then LeBron doesn't like that Steph Curry was, was chattering with him. 
And then there was the Kendrick Perkins who clearly sticking out his legs, even if he didn't clip Steph Curry. Like, look, Steph Curry, pretty sensitive about somebody coming down underneath him when he jumps. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't want anybody underneath LeBron when he jumps and falls into the bench, would you? Neither does Steph Curry. Let's just be kind of honest about it. But when, when you bring in the goons and you try and start a fight, that's when the series is over. That's when we got him. Which, by the way, is was the bait that was taken by the Warriors going back two years ago. Remember Draymond Green? Draymond Green? All they were trying to do was get Draymond Green to fight, to take, a, to take a swipe, to do something, to get guys to square off. And they got Draymond Green suspended, and it gave them new life. I think the Warriors are smarter now. I really do. And I think the Warriors, if Andre Iguodala plays, they're in much better position, even than when they're up three games to one, up two games to none. But you know the series is over. You know Cleveland is without a chance if they start trying to start a fight. We saw it with the Seahawks this year. Remember that? Seahawks go to the Jaguars, and Jaguars are just kicking their ass up and down the field. What did the Seahawks try and do? Start a fight. It's what all teams that are washed, that are done, that's when it's over. Detroit Pistons, when they were beaten by the Chicago Bulls, they tried to start fights and then they walked off the court before, uh, walked off the bench before the buzzer had expired. It was over. That's how you know this thing is over. I actually think that the, the Cavs had some quit in them going back to game seven with the Celtics down 12 in the second quarter. Had the Celtics taken better shots, gotten that thing up to 20 points. This Cavs team would have quit. But what are the Cavs going to try and do? They're going to try and play Rodney Hood, play Sadia Usman, play some other dudes, and they're going to try and punk the Warriors tonight. Push them, maul them, foul them, make the officials call a million fouls, to which they won't call, they won't call half of them. That's the way it goes. And once they start trying to square off, once the cheap st- shots start... That's me like, you know what? This thing is over. It's a wrap. Don't buy green bananas. We can start planning for free agency. In your work life, once you start getting cut out of, of planning meetings, once you get reassigned, you know, once people start to get your duties and they start to figure out, it's, it's a lot like when you get old. Like once they start talking about you in front of you, what are we going to do with Pop? We got people coming over. What do you want to do with Pop? Somebody want to take him somewhere? I don't know. You know, it's always uncomfortable. And your dad's like, I'm right here. Yeah, I know you are, sort of. Right? Once they start talking about you in front of you, so it's over. Once a fight starts or they try and start a fight, you know the Warriors got him. Got him. And the only hope for Cleveland is that the Warriors respond by throwing blows so that suspensions come, so it reinvigorates them. I think we have a series, but I will know the series is over if the Cavs start trying to start fights tonight. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. The road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge gained from more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. I, I have so much. I have so much to discuss. 
Uh, Stephen A. Smith taking the bait on LeBron James's camp. Okay, Matt Moore is going to join us up coming next. Stephen A. said on first take that Le- LeBron James is going to have a conversation with the Golden State Warriors this offseason. Hey, listen, LeBron's not going to the Warriors. He's not going to the Spurs. And Stephen A. is not misreporting something because he is reporting what he was told from LeBron's people. In our business, it's no different than LeBron's business. And it's no different than your business. The only power you have, and, you know, it's, look, we do these true car raids, right? The true car, they, they understand what the power is, is leverage is power. And knowing what other people make, knowing what other people paid for something, knowing what the comps are, knowing what the market is, that's one powerful thing. And having options is a powerful thing. Now, they have to be options that you would actually explore. You can't go into your boss and go like, hey, man, I'm going to go work across the street unless you give me a raise. Because your boss sits there and looks out his window and says like, they got a going out of business sign in their front window. Go ahead. You, you can't walk into a car dealership and say, uh, you know, I'm going to pay 6,000 below invoice price for this car. Like, okay. Stephen A reporting what LeBron's camp told him is simply another sign that LeBron doesn't think their camp doesn't think they have great options and the options that they do like, they don't have great power in those options. They don't have great power in those options. And and what do I mean by power? Right? Like LeBron James can say, Hey, I didn't like that. They fired the GM, David Griffin. I didn't like that. They fired Kyrie Irving. It should be pointed out. He didn't try and save either of those two. He has this hands-on, hands-off approach. Something happens he doesn't like. I had nothing to do with it. Something happens he likes. I had all to do with it. My guess is LeBron really doesn't want to stay in Cleveland because he looks around and he's like, this is as good as it gets. I'm working with people who are not as good as me. We're always going to fight, uh, fight the good fight. The East is getting better and we're not. Would I go to Philadelphia? Sure. It's not perfect though. Ben Simmons needs the ball and can't shoot a bunch of young guys. And I'm, and no one thinks no one knows if Joel Embiid can stay healthy. That team is not that close. Not, not a LeBron James away from being a super team. Can I go to LA? Yeah, I got to get Paul George. And then I got a bunch of guys that have never won before. And I got to expect them to compete against the Warriors and the Rockets and whoever else is challenging us. And oh yeah, by the way, the problem with LA is I couldn't get Fizdale to be my coach. So I mean, playing for somebody that I'm not sure I want to play for and the power structure of that, I have an agent who we'd be working for another guy who's a former agent. Like there's just not great options. So what do you do if you don't have great options? You create leverage. 
Maybe the Spurs. Spurs don't make any sense. Spurs are a check your ego at the door. Agent can't be around. Boys can't travel on the team plane. Got to move the basketball. It doesn't fit. DeJounte Murray's their point guard. He can't shoot. Mismatch parts for the way LeBron plays. No thanks. He could do Portland. That makes sense in terms of having shooters. But are you going to be in Portland? Golden State. Huh? Super, super, super team. Yeah, but they got to dust off Clay. They got rid of got to get rid of Draymond. Like that ain't happening. But you create this leverage. You only do so because you don't like the options you have, and you're trying to improve those options. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome in a guy who's awesome in his job. His name's Matt Moore. Works for the Action Network. Join us as we get ready for Game Three NBA Finals. Uh, Matt, I'll, I'll start because I don't know if you were listening t- to me earlier when I said, look, I don't think the series is over. Uh, we saw you know, Boston look in, uh, dominant in games one and games two, and I know Golden State's not, not, not Boston, but you know, I feel like it's going to be one of those super physical games, and you still have LeBron James, you have some lineup changes, you have guys like Kevin Love that normally make shots they've been missing I don't think the series is over. The way you know it's over is if Cleveland starts to start cheap shotting and starting a fight. Uh, what are your thoughts on if this series is done and buried? I think it's a lot going into this game. Uh, I'm with you on some of this. I think that you know role players are going to shoot better at home. And it's not just that the role players are going to shoot better, but if that happens, then the Warriors are taking the ball out of the, out of the back. And that's happening. The Cavs can get back on defense and set up their defense, which is bad, but not as terrible as their transition defense. And that's been really what's hurt them is when the Warriors are pushing the pace, there's just not a whole lot the Cavaliers can do to stop them. They're getting easy buckets in transition, throwing outlet passes, and then getting step in the open floor. So if you're able to get in front of them, they at least have a, a better chance of slowing them down. You've got LeBron James on your side. You get a little bit of contribution from – J.R. Smith or Jeff Green or really anybody at this point, and you're probably within range given how Golden State has not been unstoppable. So I agree with you. The problem, I think, is if we look back to last year, and Game 3 was really close, and KD hit that game winner uh, to to win that game, but the Cavaliers did have a chance, except that was a much better Warriors team than this one, but it was also a much better Cavs team than this one, and that, I think, is the concern is somebody for Cleveland is going to have to step up, whether that's George Hill or Jeff Green or I guess J.R. Smith, and they're going to have to really deliver tonight. Otherwise, the Cavs are going to be down 3-0. It's a great point you make that that let's not let it get – get. we all know no Kyrie, it's a different and not as, as talent. There's only one shot creator on this team uh, for, the, for the Cavaliers. But the important point that you made that so few are willing to accept is this Warriors team is not as good as the previous incarnations of it. How much, how much do you think that changes this offseason? I think that it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. I wrote a big thing on Action Network about how the vibe with Kevin Durant's been weird. There's still no expectation around the team, around the league, around anybody that he's going to leave. It's just been a weird kind of dynamic. And maybe it's something they can work through next year. I mean, the Warriors are pretty adamant that, well, Steph was injured, and so they didn't have the chemistry and all the switches. And this, and there's like a lot of conversations about that. There's something that's weird up with the chemistry, but it's not something that they can't get through. I think their bigger concerns are, look, David West is not playable at this point. 
Patrick McCaw has fallen off hard even before his injury. Sean Livingston is going to have another year on him. Andre Iguodala is going to have another year on him. The bench is going to get worse and worse, and it's going to get harder and harder. If they have any sort of slip-ups with the starting units, they, they no longer have guys to kind of bail them out. So what they do this summer will be interesting. Jordan Bell's shown some stuff. Kevin Kevon Looney's been really good in these playoffs. They have some bigs. They're doing pretty well. But for a team that defines itself by its small ball, you know, if Iguodala slides anymore and Livingston slides anymore, they're in real trouble in terms of balancing out the rest of it. They'll still be the favorites by a wide margin, but they are going to have to figure out some inventive ways to kind of retool around that core four. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I, look, I, I think the role players have, just have to be, they have to have a better bench. And some of it is the young guys will get better, and the old guys have proven to be over the hill but some of it is also they've, they've made some bad choices and they're going to have to, and they, they chose not to make any late additions, you know, no Joe Johnsons uh, of the world out there. And so they don't have a ton of help coming off the bench. Doug Gottlieb show Fox sports radio. Um, okay. Let's let, let's get to you. You pointed out J.R. Smith, they're going to play Rodney hood more tonight. Do you think he wasn't playing because he refused to go in? Do you think, why do you think they weren't using him up until this point? Basically, the story that nobody's talking about is, is that Hood's been pretty shook. Um, he just, for whatever reason, you know, he's a guy that, that deals, with, I think, with a lot of anxiety about the games and that he quite simply wasn't ready for that particular instance. But that wasn't a one-off. That wasn't an outlier. That wasn't a, a weird instance. There are real concerns about whether uh, the, the phrasing has been if he's ready for this moment. And there's a lot of feeling that perhaps he's not. But... He's going to have to be because J.R. Smith has been an absolute abomination in the series. And everyone points to the gaff at the end of game one. His problems go way beyond that. And that's reflected in his shooting numbers or in the plus minus or even just watching him, you know, doing any sort of review of the game. He's the one that's getting exploited defensively. He's the one that's missing assignments. He's the one that's missing key shots. J.R. Smith's been really bad and they need Hood to be good. Clarkson does not have the decision-making to give them what they need. They need somebody who can come out and make shots, spread the floor, and play defense. Hood is the perfect remedy for a lot of their problems, but there's just not a lot of confidence that he's going to be ready mentally for how much pressure there is in this moment. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your assessment of the video after the Game 1 gaffe? It was stunning when I saw it. I mean, it was, it was just... It was really shocking to see kind of that human emotion pour out in that way. Um, and I'm sure the Cavs would have much preferred that didn't get out. Uh, it, I don't just look at it in that moment, though. I look at LeBron's presser afterward where he was so short with Mark Schwartz, even though we can debate about the, the questioning there. I thought it was fine. I understand some people don't. But then his demeanor in Game 2, his demeanor after Game 2, his demeanor yesterday at practice. Like, LeBron is, is in a pretty dark place right now, and that's pretty evident. He's doing everything he can to battle, but it is very much in front of him how much he is up against and how little chance he has, even despite the fact of just making the finals. So having gone, done everything that he did and gotten so close and dealt with the frustrating calls that set them on tilt, and then that instance, it just poured out. And for a guy that, that has dealt with so much adversity, he really let it get to him. I think the team let it get to them, and that's why they unraveled in that overtime. They really went on tilt completely because they had such a great chance, and then Jr. of course, had that moment. Does it make you have any less respect for LeBron, how he handled that moment in that moment? 
No, I, just because I don't want to ever judge anybody on an individual moment. Um, and I don't, you know, I, he, yeah, but that's what we do. That's, but that's what we do, right? Like you're, you're judged like fair or unfair. Yeah. Like we judge uh, how you handle adversity in the moment is what defines you. Isn't it? I think if he had gone out in that overtime and had looked off Jr., then that's one thing. Or if he come out in game two and looked off Jr., but he didn't, he came out and just played. He reacted in his own emotional moment. He had that moment. He moved past it. And just because we happened to capture that, I, I, I'm not in a position to lose, lose respect for him based off of that instance. Okay. Um, Stephen A. on his show today said uh, that LeBron will have a conversation with the Golden State Warriors. When I hear Warriors, Celtics, Spurs, I think Kyrie just left that. No thanks. San Antonio, check your ego at the door. Not happening. Golden State, no, no, we're all set. Everybody's chasing us. I, I hear Maverick. I hear some desperation from Maverick Carter in that camp. That's what they're trying to get some sort of leverage wherever they do want to go or if they do want to stay. And that's the only reason you float these completely unlikely scenarios. What's your reaction when you hear Golden State? I think Golden State, because of their ownership group, is always chasing every opportunity, but there's never going to be a situation where that's going to work. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on Boston. I'm with you on San Antonio to a large degree. I think San Antonio, there might actually be an opening there. Um, I I think really what we're looking at is the fact, and this has kind of been a growing sentiment around the league, is LeBron doesn't have any good options. Yep. He just doesn't. He doesn't have have any great options. He doesn't have any great. Like, Lakers are a good – it's still the Lakers – you can get a star. You can pick. Maybe you yeah. can also get Kawhi if they want to move a right. bunch of pieces to get Kawhi. But it's not a great option. It's not, right. hey, dialed in, right? And they're yep. just, Philadelphia is a good option, but it, it's still Philadelphia. Those guys are still really young. Nobody knows if Embiid's going to stay healthy, if Ben Simmons can play without the ball or will ever learn to shoot. Like, it's a good, staying in Cleveland is a good option because they've shown they'll spend whatever money and find a way to put some sort of team around him to which he can be competitive. Those are good. I would, I would only, I would only come back at you saying those are good. There just is no home run options. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine to say that, look, anywhere that has LeBron is a good option. You're going to compete because you have LeBron, but what he's looking for is what he's chased his whole, whole career, which is the place that he wants to be, the, the city that he wants to live in, whether it's Miami or Cleveland, the chance to compete for championships, a great team around him, and the most money. And making all those things work is very difficult. Houston is the only one that might be able to provide something comparable, and there's no, and I, there's no way of knowing how he feels about the city or how he feels about the dynamic of playing with Harden and Paul. Uh, all of those things, I think, are liquid. So there's, that's why there's kind of this growing feeling that he might return to Cleveland, simply because there's nowhere that you go and you go, there, that, that's that home run. That's that great option. That's, that good, that, that's the place that he's clearly got to be. And a lot of that, I think, goes back to the bar that the Warriors set and how that changes the dynamic. I, I encourage all of our listeners to follow Matt on Twitter. Go to at HP Basketball. Read his work at the Action Network. It's it's great. Matt Moore. Matt, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you soon. Anytime, man. Take care. Pleasure's mine. Matt Moore does a, a super job. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I was just uh, blown away when I watched what uh, Max Scherzer did 
I mean, he was he he continues to be spectacular. Here's Max Scherzer. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, a little bit yesterday. That um, Scherzer and you know right now the the Nationals are up ten to two anyway, but that Scherzer is a first ballot Hall of Famer. First ballot. You know he's won two National League Cy Youngs, I believe, and he's won one in the American League. Like it ain't close. He had thirteen strikeouts. In eight innings, gave up standard five hits, didn't throw 100 pitches. Usually when you're a high strikeout guy, high pitch count. No, he actually had one inning in which he threw nine pitches and struck out three players. Who does that? Max Scherzer does. So at first, my, my tweet last night was, Max Scherzer is one of the few guys who is actually worth the money. You know, so many times guys get money like, no way, he ain't worth it. And he actually is. And then I started to think about he was on the Detroit Tigers. And I'm going to say the year is 2013, right? So the 2013 Detroit Tigers had Prince Fielder was still healthy, only 29 years old. Miguel Cabrera was 30, hit 44 home runs, had 137 RBI. They had Justin Verlander. They had Max Scherzer. Remember Anibal Sanchez? I'm not sure if that's the year he threw that what should have been a perfect game. It wasn't a perfect game. Doug Fister, good, solid starter. But I look back and I'm like, that team didn't win a World Series. Didn't win 100 games, didn't win a World Series. And Jim Leland's their manager. Now, you can say whatever you want. Like Jim Leland is what, one, in, in Miami, one in Florida, one with the Pittsburgh Pirates, right? Long t- old-time baseball dude manager. So you had Dave Dombrowski, you had Jim Leland, you had Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer in in their primes, and you had Prince Fielder, and you had Carlos Cabrera, and you didn't win anything. That team is to baseball what essentially the Thunder with James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook are to basketball. It's the what-could-have-been team, isn't it? I mean, think about that right now. If you have a roster with Justin Verlander and and Max Scherzer, like all you've ever needed in baseball is two great starters. Somebody in the back end of the bullpen, which is, I know, ultimately the flaw of that team. And don't you need a big batter too? And you had it. Like it's, it's sheer craziness to me that that team didn't win anything. And... I know the Thunder got to the finals and probably got to the finals a little bit too soon, but isn't that the Detroit Tigers? I, I watch Max Scherzer and see his utter and sheer dominance. And you know, look, Nationals fans can say the same thing. Like, look, dude, look at the guys that we have that we're throwing out there and we haven't won anything. Fair. That's, that's how baseball is so unfair in how you go to the short seven-game series and you decide who the best is. But when you have two of the best starters in baseball, shouldn't you have had something? I continue to just be amazed by Scherzer. Amazed. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. When I hear Daryl Morey talk about his passion for chasing the Warriors, I love it. I love the idea of, hey, we're just going to work. We're going, they're the best. We all admit they're the best. And we have the passion to catch them and pass them. But there is something missing with him kind of calling out other teams. 
coming so close to beating them, where would you say the obsession level is right now? <laughs> I'd say 10. I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the teams that aren't obsessed with beating them. Uh, the, the, to, be, to win the championship, you have to beat the Warriors. Every team should be figuring out how to beat the Warriors. So that's all we work on. And obviously, there's other very good to great teams in this league. But, you know, the, the Warriors are likely on to winning three out of the last four champ, uh, titles. So, you know, we're going to have to load it up and knock them off next year, hopefully. Um, he doesn't understand it because he's, you know what this is? This is, this will happen for the NBA draft where there'll be, there'll be front office executives will say like, Hey, look, if I had the number one pick, you know what I would do? Like, well, you don't, right? You're talk you're talking about a scenario to which is an impossible to recreate scenario. Cause you, you are not in that position. Well, we would have taken Steph Curry number one overall. Like, dude, you're drafting 23rd. You're drafting 23rd. Hindsight is great. That, that's kind of like the opposite of what the, the Rockets have, which is the Rockets have James Harden. Once they pulled off the James Harden trade and started to slowly create this franchise around what he did best, it, once that happened, you can't compare, you know, like I can't, comp- I can't believe that more teams aren't. Of course, other teams want to beat the Warriors, but you know, what we got to do first. First, we got to try and win 30 games, then 40 games. We got salaries to worry about, we got seats to fill. I, I, I would guess that a lot of these teams, in their heart of hearts, in their heart of hearts, are super passionate about winning a title. But you can't win a title until you can just win enough games to get into the playoffs. Then once you get to the playoffs, you gotta win you gotta win a playoff series. You gotta get the coach right. You gotta get the salaries right. You gotta get teams that there's just so many different issues. Like, well, you know what I would do, which is that's great. That's great. That's like when you go in and you know, we're we're renting a house, looking to buy a house. And you, you go in with, an, with a realtor like, well, you know what I would do here is I would just strip that down. I would clear out the backyard and I would build a pool right there. And then I do this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Where's the money tree? Is there the money tree here that I'm not aware of? <laughs> well, you know, I just was, no, you're, listen, you're not wrong. He's not wrong what he's saying. But like the Sacramento Kings, like, dude, we can't even worry about the Golden State Warriors. We were, we're the laughing stock of the league still. Let's just get to where people respect us first. You know, the Utah Jazz, like, oh, Utah Jazz, they should be passionate about chasing the Warriors who will, you know, sure. But, like, look, we just lost our best player to free agency last year. We made a big midseason trade. Like, we have a top rookie. Let's just continue to get better and grow. So I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not calling out Daryl Morey. I love that passion. I love that goal. That would be like me giving a goal to my daughter and saying like, hey, you should go get straight A's. Like, dad, I, I'm a C student. You know, well, I missed a month because I had mono. I, I just can't. It's physically impossible. Oh, the only reason I gave her that goal was because she's this close. I, I said, how much of your grade is on this last history project? 10%. Get an A on it. You got an A in the in the in the semester. 
You're three percentage points away. I don't know how the math works, but 10% seems like a lot. Get a 95 or above and you're good. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. He's the one and only Chris Broussard. How likely are we to have a competitive game tonight? When I, I picked Golden State in five to begin the series, and I think tonight will be the night Cleveland gets it. If they lose tonight, I think most of us believe they'll get swept despite what happened last year when they won game four. But, um, you know, Cleveland, I think, look, I'm trying to read body language and demeanor and all that. It looked to me like LeBron James was finally out of the funk that he was in for, it looked like, overtime of game one and maybe all of game two. So, I think now he's kind of back to himself, and uh, I expect a huge game from him. I expect the role players to play better. Maybe even a little bit of expectation that Golden State could be complacent, although getting Iguodala back probably you know, is good for them and could keep them out of that. But I think Cleveland tonight should be their night. I, I don't know if this is the night they win. Uh, but I think it's going to be a war. Wouldn't surprise me at all if they win. I think this is going to be a war, super physical. I do expect Cleveland to make some of the shots that they missed, and and they had really really good looks. Even though I liked I liked Golden State's adjustments from Game One to yep. ga- to to uh, to Game Two. Um, what about Iguodala? What was your pick? What was your pick going into the series? I, did I, what did I did I did I say Golden State in five? I I think I might have said in six. Uh, I think okay. I, I did say in six. Look. I, I don't think Golden State is great, and they're not healthy, and I think Cleveland does have the right mixture of veterans, physicality, LeBron, and three-point shooting, to which if you can get it at your pace, you can beat them. Um, uh, you can beat them two times in six. I, I, I just don't yeah. think they can t- beat them four times in in seven. Um, what what are your thoughts on the, the lineup changes? I mean, you know, it, it looks like Cleveland is now going to make some – some fairly drastic lineup changes, is that what's going to solve some stuff? Well, I mean, the one that, that Ty Lue announced first was Rodney Hood. I don't think he should have uh, announced that. I think you just do it, right? I mean, when Brad Stevens uh, stopped playing, who was the rookie he was playing that Corver was matched up with? <laughs> he didn't announce it. He just did it, and it threw, it threw Ty Lue for Semi Ojale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think that would have been smarter not to announce it, just do it. Um, I think you'll see more of Corver. You know, we haven't seen a ton of him in the first two games. And obviously people they look at the defense, and, and he's not a great defender. But Corver was actually a pretty good defender. I thought he did a pretty decent job on Jalen Brown in the last few games of that series against Boston, I mean, as, as good as he could do. Yeah, but here's the, um, here, here the, the problem is with this series is, like, who do you put him on, right? Like, I guess you put him on, you know, you put him on the fifth guy. If Iguodala plays, you guard, you have Igu, you guard Iguodala. Iguodala or, or, I mean, I don't know if at times you can put him on Draymond. The problem is that's where times. LeBron is, so LeBron can help, yeah. right? You're, you're doing that to protect LeBron, and so LeBron can rest on defense. And that if you move him to one of those positions, now you got now you're like now who does Tristan guard? Now who does like? Yeah, it, it becomes a bit of a house of cards. Into uh, when you move him around, something else becomes a really bad matchup for him. It's like the it's like the you're trying to stop up the holes 
Yes. But the water just goes elsewhere. <laughs> yes. But this is who you are. Yes. And, you know, I, I think you got to go with who you are. Look, a big key is can LeBron control tempo? And I think the answer to that is a resounding yes. I thought in game one he controlled tempo. That's one thing he can do that I don't think any other player in the league can really do like him. And so if he can control the tempo, make it slower, fewer possessions, and have a huge night offensively, and then you get some contributions from some other guys, then maybe you make it a game and, and even can win. It, the, one of the good things, of course, for Cleveland is that Kevin Love offensively has played well uh, and obviously rebounded the basketball. So if he, you got to have him keep up his level of play to really have a good chance. That's the voice of Chris Broussard. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Stephen A. Smith said that, that LeBron will have a conversation with the Golden State Warriors. My takeaway has been this, Chris, is that I don't think that that, that LeBron's team loves his options, and that's why they're yep. throwing out Boston and San Antonio and floating Golden State, knowing none of those make actual sense, but whatever does happen, it creates better leverage for LeBron in terms of the terms of the deal and how much control he gets and who's around him and who gets to travel with him. Is is Because it, it's not reasonable to think he would he would even have a legit conversation with Golden State, is it? I think he would just hear them out. If they wanted to meet with him, I don't think he would seek them out and say, look, you're one of the teams I want to consider. Like, if he was going to release a list of five or whatever, I don't think they would be on his list. But if they want to have a discussion, they want to have a conversation. Remember, Rich Paul is agent, as all agents. They have players on different teams, so they're talking to all these guys. Um, if they want to have a discussion, I think LeBron would just listen to them out of respect for who they are. Um, Boston, you know, in talking to people around LeBron, I mean, I've heard the names of Golden State and Boston just throughout the year. Not that they would necessarily go there, but that they'll have a conversation. Now, Boston would be interesting because it would almost necessitate you trading Kyrie Irving. You know, because obviously he doesn't want to play with LeBron. Um, and remember, Kyrie could be a free agent after next season. And Boston was not on his original team list of teams he wanted to go to out of Cleveland. So I think Boston has to have a conversation with Kyrie anyway and see, are you committed to us long term? And if not, they may have to move him regardless. But to answer your question, I don't think it's about leverage because I mean, LeBron wants the max wherever he goes. Um, I don't think he's going to try to pull the, you know, can so-and-so travel with so This team will let him travel and all that. You know, you look at, look at a goal, um, I'm sorry, Philadelphia. Now, whether or not we'll see what happens with Brian Colangelo, but Rich Paul is close with, in addition to being close with Colangelo, he's close with the owners in Philadelphia. And so if – I mean, they could be in a position to maybe even handpick the next GM there if Colangelo takes bites the dust. So um, they have a lot of options, but I, I do not put much stock in the Golden State uh, or even Boston scenario just because uh, those teams, you know, they got a lot of good going. And if you bring LeBron in, it changes everything. You'd still be great, obviously. But it certainly changes everything. Did you say San Antonio yesterday made the most sense? 
No, I well, I have said, you know, early in the season, San Antonio was my team. Now, I've never thought LeBron would go there just because I don't think he'll go to a – I think he wants a glamour city uh, or a big market uh, unless it's Cleveland. So it's got to be a Miami was glamorous, not that big, but glamorous. I just don't see him going to the town of San Antonio. But from a basketball standpoint, I think that would make great sense. In fact, if he went to San Antonio and they kept Kawhi, I would put them right there with Golden State to win the, win the whole thing. I think they'd be that good. Um, but assuming he won't go to that town, then I think Philly makes the most sense if he wants to play off the ball, which is what I've been told. Uh, he, he does want to play off the basketball? Well, I've been told because when, when Philadelphia came up, I've said that doesn't. I, I don't want him taking the ball out of Ben Simmons' hands. And uh, some people close to LeBron have told me if LeBron has that type of playmaker who can make plays for his teammates, he would want to play off the ball. Um, he they say he's never done it because he's never had that type of teammate. You know, Kyrie Irving and Dwayne Wade, as great as they were, they tended to make plays more for themselves than for their teammates. So. Ben Simmons obviously is a playmaker, and so I've been told LeBron will willingly play off the ball. And look, and you know, Doug, you've seen him more, more this year. You know, in the elbows, in the post, you know, moving without the ball, so he can do it. He's doing it a little bit more, um, and it make it easier for him uh, in his in his declining years if he would do that and take some of that that heat off of him handling the ball all the time. He, ain't, I mean. That's one of those deals where it sounds good. Oh, no, I'll play off the ball. And then you've never played yeah, off the ball Yeah, a lot easier more. said than done. A lot easier. You're right. I mean, you've been, he's been playing. You can't even say he's been playing this way for 15 years. It's his entire life. You know, the four years of high school, he played the same way and probably before that. So I get it. But I do think it could work. I think he could play off the ball. His jumper obviously has gotten a lot better. A lot better. And I just think he would, you know, it would just make it so much easier. And then, you know, there might be times where he would handle the ball. There certainly would. And Ben Simmons has shown, you know, at times he was off the ball in Philadelphia. He could do it here and there. But whereas now LeBron brings it up, what, 60 70% of the time? In Philly, I would want it to be more like 10 to 20% of the time. You know, so we'll see if he can, you know, make that adjustment. But um, it's going to be an interesting summer. This, I think this summer, more than any, at least since 2010. In 2010, you know, you had a few different – Chicago was in the mix. Obviously, Miami, um, you know, New York was in. There were a few other teams in the mix. Um, but 2014, you kind of knew he was either staying in Miami – or going to Cleveland um, this year, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting because you could see him in a lot of different places, and um, so it's going to be something to keep an eye on for sure. Still got Show Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Chris Broussard who joins us. What about Golden State? Uh, I I felt like Durant looked back looked looked more like Kevin Durant last game. Yeah. Um, but th- this could be an interesting offseason for them. Do they simply rework their bench? What do you think they look like next year? I think they have to make some tweaks because 
I think boredom is their biggest uh, opponent right now. This year it was tough. I mean, you know, that's why Steve Kerr had Andre Iguodala and I think Draymond drawing up plays and coaching at times just to, you know, break up the monotony. And I think it's even can be tougher to come back year after year after year when you're winning. You know, when you think about those Lakers and Celtics teams in the 80s, they weren't winning it every year. You know, for the first part of the decade, nobody repeated. You know, it was the Lakers for the first time in like 18 years. They repeated in 87 and 88. But, you know, so when you're losing every other year or every three years, you know, you've got that natural motivation to come back and and try to win a championship. But when you win – you know, this would be three and four years for the Warriors. Um, you know, Jordan, after he won three, he took a break and then won three more and then retired for the second time. So I think they are going to have to mix it up a little. I don't mess with the core four, obviously, uh, but I think the bench is where you try to bring in some other guys, maybe one of those center positions if you, you know, you, you get rid of some of those centers you have and bring in a different big man. But I think they, they're going to have to make a few tweaks just to bring in some degree of freshness to the situation so that, you know, they're motivated. Completely agree with you. Great stuff, Chris, on TV today. And, of course, joining us on radio, Chris Broussard. Check him out uh, tomorrow after this show. So total recap of what you saw and how it could change the landscape. Chris Broussard and Rob Parker tomorrow at 6 and, of course, every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the game. Thanks, Doug. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max.